positivity is something that you have to focus on every day. You have to choose hope. You have to choose, you know, the, the future. And, you, you know, it's, it's, it's even with the youth that you're speaking with, you know, making them aware that life is 10% of what happens to us, 90% of how we react to it. Welcome to the Generation Youth Podcast, where we ignite the future by empowering our youth. I'm James McLamb, your host, founder, and CEO of Generation Youth, and the author of the best-selling book, Tomorrow's Youth. Whether you're a parent, an educator, youth pastor, or coach, join us as we dive into the pressing issues facing our young people today. Together, We'll unlock the strategies, insights, and inspiration to elevate and equip our next generation. Stay with us, and let's make a difference, one youth at a time. Adrian, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much for being my guest. Ah, I'm so excited to be here, James. <laughs> Thank you. It is rare to have somebody that can match my energy, Norm, <laughs> and I'm appreciating that. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have this conversation with you today. So thank you for the invitation. Well, I'm excited to talk with you today. I'm excited about the possibility of us working together in future endeavors, maybe a summit in the future coming up that you can be a part of it as well. Our audience always is tired of hearing James tell them about the guest. So they would love to hear from you a little bit about yourself. So if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself to the Generation Youth audience? Oh, absolutely. And, and thank you again. And I'm sure they're not tired of hearing from you. You're doing great work. I mean, every time I'm on your website, there's new things happening. And so just congratulations to all that you're, you know, congratulations to all that you're doing to pour into the youth. So I'm excited about where this conversation is going to go. So listeners, there isn't a script. We're just going to have some conversation <laughs> today. I think they already know that, but it's always different. Uh, for me, depending on what, you know, podcast I'm on. So anyway, um, I'm just so happy to be here. My name is Petra Krebs. I am known as the strength strategist. So I am a certified Gallup strengths coach, and I'm also a speaker and trainer for the John Gordon team. John Gordon is the best-selling author of The Energy Best, Power of Positive Leadership, Power of Positive Team, and StrengthsFinder. It's called Clifton StrengthsFinder as part of the Gallup family. Those are two things that have um, really changed my life personally. I always say, um, owning my own consulting firm now, I would never ask my clients to do anything I haven't done. And I have been on a long journey um, using both the John Gordon material and the StrengthsFinder assessment, um, my own personal journey. And I'm so happy to be able to share that with people now in the work that I do. So I own my own consulting firm where I use John Gordon's work and Gallup Finder, but I really consider myself a people and team developer. So I have found that my, my work kind of stretches through all industries, all ages. And so um, that's really what is at the heart of what I want to do. And it's really about igniting the strengths in others. So therefore the strength mm -hmm. strategist. And I've been told that it's like igniting their superpower. So um, I love the work that I do. It comes from a deep passion. Well, how did you, I know I told you I was going to focus on a quote first, but how did you get involved with strengths? You know, when you were giving your induction, I was like, wow, I want to know what, what, what's, what's the story there? Yeah. So, um, I love that you asked. 
I actually started out, so I'm a former teacher, secondary teacher, uh, secondary high school teacher um, at ESL, English as a Second Language Certification. So I worked with high school students. I turned corporate trainer and then owned my own business for over a decade in direct sales. I was able to build a large and thriving team, was very blessed. And um, actually that season of owning my own business taught me more about leadership and team development than any certification or degree I hold to this day. And at that time, um, somebody handed me, and I've heard you mention this, James, on other um, podcasts, and I know that you have been part of our John Gordon family, but somebody handed me the John Gordon energy bus at that time when I shifted from being a teacher to um, in corporate trainer to owning my own business. And uh, those fundamentals really changed my life. I was in an industry of selling something when I'd never sold anything before. (laughs) And um, when somebody handed me that book, um, I really knew that I wanted to build something instead of sell something. So all the books you see behind me are books I read after that one. And I started writing my own training for John Gordon books for my team, for my corporation, and begged for them to have him come on. And that kind of started that journey. And after my direct sales business closed down. I went back to corporate training for a while and um, people still hadn't heard of John Gordon. And I came to a crossroads in that business and reached out to John Gordon and asked if it was legal to teach his material. (laughs) And he invited me to come onto his speaker and training team. And that's a whole God moment within itself. And that could be a whole other podcast, but I'm so honored and humbled to be part of his team. I started going out and teaching about the energy bus and the rest of John Gordon's team. And I had people ask, well, how do I motivate my people? How do I know what motivates them? How do I get to know them at a deeper level? And the question was, how do I get people on the right seat of the bus? And I remembered this little assessment. So here's the other thing that's changed my life, right? The Strengths Finder book. When I went back to corporate training, I was given the strengths assessment. And at that time, I'd taken Myers-Briggs, I'd taken DISC, I'd never taken the Clifton Strengths Finder. And they didn't have a consultant like myself come in. We just took the assessment. Mm-hmm. They actually used it as a hiring tool. And James, you'll think this is funny because I know you have experience with assessments. So I'm applying for this job. And my son happens to be, my adult son happens to be at my house. And these assessments are timed. And I'm putting in the answers. And I really want this job. And and I'm putting in the answers and I said, what should I answer? And it goes away. I'm like, oh, the next one, what should I answer? And it goes away. So all that to say, uh, Clifton Strengths gives you about sec- 20 seconds to answer those questions. So they're really that gut instinct, that truth of who you are and how you operate. And I think most assessments are like that. So when I got that report, James, that was about, gosh, that was in 2016. A while back, I I remembered receiving that report, right? Just receive, like receiving the energy bus book. You receive things that come into your life. And some people, you know, do the check mark, took the test, read the book. But other times it really touches us. Like the energy bus did for me and StrengthsFinder did for me. I read that report and it was the first time I had read something that felt very true mm. and unique and authentically uh, myself. And immediately when I was reading some of the descriptions, I could rewind 10 10 years previously and remember a situation that sparked that strength or that talent that I didn't know. Mm. And it really just became full circle for me. So when I started going out and doing John Gordon's work and people said, how do I put the right people on the right seat of the bus? 
you know, I immediately thought of StrengthsFinder. I said, what are their talents? What are their gifts? That's what Clifton Strengths does. It really dives into not just their personality type, but into 34 gifts and talents. So it digs a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And then the order of those talents really determine your unique DNA and fingerprint on this world. And so it was just um, life-changing for me in my identity journey. And I've seen it be life-changing and really mesh and mirror the work that I do with the John Gordon work of leadership and team development. So um, those are just the two two things that have been a force in my life that I love to share with people. They they merge so well together. It's it's just a natural fit for those things. Yeah. But before we end our conversation today, I do want to share. And the reason that you saw my eyes darning, it looked like I was not paying attention. Is I, it just occurred to me? Why didn't I bring up mine from when I did it? And I found it on my phone because ah. I kept it. I kept it. Okay, the good. PDF yeah. that was sent to me, oh, James. Well, and it was from actually 2016. Oh. April of 2016 was when I completed the survey. Okay, let's hear. What are your top five? You want to hear the five? Oh my gosh, yes. All right. Wait, belief, mm. arranger, uh, competition, Ooh. activator, and input. All right. So we share input in common. Input is in my top five, too. We love to gather information. We're collectors of resources, right? So... um you know, that helps us too with our coaching and, and leading others. Um, your belief. So you have a very strong sense of belief. You wouldn't be doing something if you didn't believe deeply in it. For some people, you know, belief, I mean, we all have this belief, but for you, it leads everything that you do. So what you say yes and what you say no to is going to have to align with your beliefs. Um, and so, you know, you're a ranger. You know how to rearrange things. And I've already seen you do it now. You were already you know, pulling up your top five strengths and saying, okay, how can we maximize this conversation? So you are easily able to pivot and rearrange things for maximum output competition that speaks for itself, right? You are a person who wants to be their best, but you elevate teams and others to be their best too. So, um, you know, my husband happens to have competition really high in his top five and activator is like the gas. Activator will say, let's go, let's get it started. And so um, those are some great strengths. Well, I took it in 16 and I was looking at it and it was all reminding me of why I did it then is we started Generation Youth. It was called Generation Ziggler then in 2016. That was our first time that we did our conference. And I had assembled a team from across the nation and we were about to do our first push. And I just wanted to know how to lead better of this uh and and i had had people uh talk to me about this i'm a disc person i'd grown up doing disc and and had been training with disc so i knew that aspect of it but i really teach disc as as something that you learn so you can speak people's languages more than it is assessment on you and so i was like i need a little bit more on me and and that's why i went through it so that's it's kind of ironic we did that at that time. So. I know. That is that is really, really cool. So what I'm going to urge you to do, because do you just have your top five or do you have your full report? Uh, it, right in front of me, I just have the five. So most of the most of um, the exposure to people's Clifton strengths, including when I took it back in 2016, is the top five assessment. It's 1999. You take it, you get your top five. 
Well, when I um, decided, when I was going out and doing John Gordon's work and sharing, you know, the principles on leadership and team that I spoke about, I was like, do I go back and get my master's in leadership? I mean, I just really felt like I wanted to elevate and to be able to mm -hmm. offer more to people. And like I said, you know, I just, yeah, we're constantly right in for it. This is a journey. Yeah. Now we're learning. We want more information. We never feel like we have enough. And so, but I really felt that, you know, so it came up over and over again, like, you know, I really want to do more. I want to do more. And so um, when I became certified, when I then decided to go that route and, and I had been, so this is the other thing I have a learner in my top five. I didn't know this about me. I'm like, why am I working for this company? And right where I took this assessment, I received my top five. And every evening I'm on the Gallup website, watching every video, learning about every strength. So for <laughs> a whole year, I was already fascinated with this because my report was so spot on and it taught me so much about myself. So I'm learning why well, I've learned It's my number three. So I'm constantly learning. I love information. And so all that to say is when I became certified, they unlock your full 34 report because Clifton, Don Clifton, who invented Clifton Strengths, says, you know, we have these 30, 34 main talent and main talents. And so think of it when, if you're a disc person, you know, you have these four domains and disc, these personality types. And so now we're digging into those types and extracting the talents and they're said to be 34. And so they unlock the full report. So you don't have to take it again. You just upgrade it. Well, I was fascinated with my bottom five. So naturally, right? So this is probably everyone listening to um, your podcast and people that they are supporting the youth. We naturally go to what is wrong instead of what is strong. So everyone in that class, there's 28 of us, we're like, oh, what's our bottom five? What don't we have? What's not good about us? Mm -hmm. And when I went and looked at the bottom five, it was like a light bulb because I'd been stuck in an area in my life and it's a talent I don't have. It's not strong. It's not natural for me. And so Gallup teaches you to focus on your strengths instead of your weaknesses. And I call them vulnerabilities. <laughs> I've put yeah. as number one. So there is no weakness. There's vulnerabilities, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, we really, we focus so much. And I've really started, you know, with the clients that I work with, I always say, shift your focus from what is wrong, what you perceive to be wrong, to what is strong. And mm -hmm. with the youth that you work with, I think this would be such a, a great gift and strategy, strength strategy to say, what is right with you? And that's what Don Clifton wanted to do. He, when he created Clifton Strengths, he said, I don't, you know, what if we focused on what was right with people instead of what was wrong with people? Right. And, and we surveyed about uh, 2,500 young people and asked them what their major issues. And once we categorized all those, we found that about 85% of them said in some way or another that self-image was their biggest issue. Now, they didn't use the word self-image. That's just a category that it fell in. But they talked about, I'm a loser. I, I'm, I'm a failure in life. I don't do anything good. I'm a, a, you know, I, I don't have what it takes. I don't believe in myself. Lack of belief. All those types of things. And what they're doing is what you're saying. They're focusing on what's wrong with them. So I see that the power in this. So how 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 can a parent, an educator, a coach, a, a ministry leader, how can they how can they help a young person flip that switch around, flip that script to be able to see that? I know. 
I'm, I'm coaching a young person right now that's 27 years old and she sees what's wrong with her all the time. And I've been trying to pour into her on the other side. Who do, who is 27? Huh? Oh, this is just a, a young person that came to me for some help, uh, reached out to me online and, and, uh, I'm, I'm just providing some auxiliary, you know, some yes. guidance, not, not really in-depth coaching, but some guidance. Well, first of all, um, you know, James, I want to urge everyone out there to do the work within themselves, right? We tend to, we tend to look outward and say, okay, well, what can we do to fix them? Or what can we do to help them? Or what can we do? But have we done this work of self-awareness and self-esteem and self-image within ourselves? Because let me tell you, at this age, I still have so much work to do. <laughs> You know, I'm still on the journey and we're constantly learning. So plugging into something where you're doing the work yourself and you're really defining what is my strength in order to help others. Mm -hmm. So for example, I, you know, I'm also an executive coach. I do coaching, I do um, workshops, teams, keynotes, so on and so forth. But in the work that I do, I'm very clear to tell people my strengths and my vulnerabilities. So as a coach, so I'll tell you my top five. My top five strengths are positivity, <laughs> you know, positivity strategic, learner, input, and includer. And I feel like includer should be my number one, but it happens to be positivity <laughs> probably because of all of the work that I've done listening to John Gordon, and I'm so grateful for it. But knowing what my strengths are, so for example, when I talked about vulnerabilities in my bottom five is context, it's history going back. As a coach to others, I show up moving people forward. I can naturally see solutions and gifts. Even if I'm talking to somebody at a grocery store, it's really strange now that I've done this work of self-awareness. I just can see certain gifts and talents on people. And so I really am, my gift is in pushing people forward, mm. moving them to their goals. But there's a time sometimes where we need to go back. And so maybe they need to do that work with someone else. That is not necessarily my strength or even therapy or, you know, I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach. And so um, that's really important. So it's really important that as a ministry leader, as a teacher, as a parent, we know what is our strength and who can we collaborate with. I have so many wonderful teammates on uh, Team John Gordon. So shout out to them. Tammy Matheny, who introduced us, is one of them. You know, surrounding yourself with people who have what you may not have creates the strongest teams. And so that's what our youth needs to know too, James, is they are not meant to be everything to everyone for all the things, but we are all great at something and we all mean something to someone for the one thing that, you know, or the few things that we're really good at. And we always feel like, we need to be great at everything. You're so right. And so I, I want to give you a shout out too, because I downloaded the 10 biggest problems of today's youth, that booklet. So um, just to your listeners, if they haven't done that, I thought that was so insightful. I have a niece that is 12 years old. So I shared it um, you know, with her parents. And you said it comes down to three major categories. I wrote them down because I thought it was so true. Poor self-image, poor relationship skills, and lack of purpose. Mm-hmm. So the work that we do for self-awareness, it's not selfish. It's not just for ourselves. 
It's so that we can also have RQ, relationship IQ, so we can be better in relationship with others and team members around us so that we start looking for what's right with them. This is what's right with me. What's right with them? So it's really about that. Yes, it's about your self-image. Like you said, it's about the relationship skills, but it was also, and then the third one that you talked about was purpose. When I know who I am and when I know who I'm not, I can align my life with the gifts and talents that have been given to me. So the way that I I can explain this, and I'm not a sports girl, so let me just preface, <laughs> but my kids played soccer. So you know John Gordon is a big sports buff and knows everything about everything. Some of us on his team are not. <laughs> Tammy is too. So, um, But my kids were big into soccer. So just think about if everyone on that soccer team was great at, sh- at shooting that goal, if everybody was a striker, everybody would be a striker. Nobody would be a defender. And so we have to have teams that have differences and the differences are the advantages. And we see differences as the faults, mm. the wrong in people, the wrong in teams. Why are they different? And we do it in marriages. We do it in relationships. We do it in families. What's wrong with them? Why aren't they like me? I was that person, James. I was, you know, I led a sales team of over 250 entrepreneurs. I'm like, oh, why aren't they doing this? Or why aren't they doing that? And then when somebody would tell me, why are you, why do you, why are you so inclusive? You know, why are you always, you know, so happy, so bubbly, so outgoing? I didn't have the words or people would say, well, gosh, you're inviting everyone. You know, don't you feel pushy? And I thought, am I pushy? Well, Reading that report, Includer is my number five. Positivity is my number one. It's the way that I'm wired. It's the gifts and the talents that I can bring to the world. And you, James, have belief, arrange your competition. You're going to get me. Competition is really low. If you and I were on a team, you'd be like, Petra, let's be the best. And I would be like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) And they'd be like, yes, and this is why. And you would inspire me. And I would need that because I don't naturally go there. And so I think a lot of times we look at, you know, what is wrong within ourselves and others, and we really need to look at what is strong. That was a long way of just answering the question you asked, James. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I was taking notes on that. And, and what I love is that you want those who are working with youth, those who want to empower youth, they've really got to first elevate themselves. Yeah. So they've got to, to build themselves up. They've got to understand who they are before they really can be, you know, empowering to others. I love that because that, that's a principle that we try to teach when we're working with people who want to do work with youth as well. You know, we use the illustration that you got to, you know, you, you really got to invest in yourself before you can invest in others. Um, and, and and that just, uh, do you know your disc profile, what you are? I, I have an idea. I just want to see. I know. You know what? I have my, I have my Myers, my Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENFP. Yeah. And the, I have no idea what that means. Uh, no, I don't know Myers Briggs very well. Myers Briggs, and I haven't taken disc in a long time, but um, I'm gonna guess your uh, S would C being a secondary, just based on the things that I'm hearing. Okay. And D would probably be your lowest. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to look. D's dominance is kind of a pull it up. You know, speaking it, I'll send it to you. <laughs> that 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 would be my guess. My guess is a. Uh, uh, SCID is, is what I'm guessing. Okay. I'm going to write it down and I'll, I'll, I'll check you. I'll see how good you are at the, 
the profiling. And you know what? While we're talking about this, James, too, I want people to know I'm talking about the assessment, but it is a very small part of what I do in my work. So, I mean, it seems like a big part. I'm the strength strategist, but it's a baseline. We are more than an assessment. We are more than a report. So I want people to know as you do this work, whatever assessment you mm-hmm. choose, there's Enneagram out there too. I love that one. Um, whatever you choose, think of it as really being a tool to decode. Yeah. Right. It's it's just a one way to say, okay, this is part of me. And so I have people go through their assessment and look at the report and underline what they agree with. It may not be everything. It's a part of who we are, but we are so much more our experiences, the way we grew up, all of those are our, our DNA. It makes up who we are. But what I have found and probably what you have found in your assessment journey is it gives us words where we don't have any. So it allows us to say, hey, I'm not Pollyanna. I don't live pie in the sky. My positivity is because of my experiences. And so I get to talk about, I talk about, you know, being a first generation immigrant. I was a 12 year old girl who didn't speak English. And so I walked around very negative. People go, yeah, I can't imagine you negative. I had to work at it. Positivity is something that you have to focus on every day. You have to choose hope. You have to choose, you know, the the future. And you, you know, it's 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 even with the youth that you're speaking with, you know, making them aware that life is 10% of what happens to us, 90% of how we react to it. And this self-awareness work, it's a journey of being comfortable in your own skin. So no matter what happens around you, no matter whether, you know, whoever your bestie's not talking to you today, maybe you didn't make the team or the position you wanted to, no matter what, you know who you are and you know who you're not. And so the journey forward, being self-aware, gives you some words and tools to use. But we're all still evolving. We're all still growing. And you know what, James, I don't know about you, but I hope I never arrive. <laughs> well, there's so many truth bombs that you're dropping here. And my first thing that I that I had while we were you were discussing is is I'm glad we don't do a, a pre laid out questions mm-hmm. because I was anticipating this uh, discussion on strengths being about how students can use it at, at, as as we're looking with youth how they can use it but it's more powerful for the people who are listening who are going to empower youth to understand they need to understand themselves first they need to work on themselves before they even try to relay this and, and work on the others because we know by, by studying people who are highly successful, who are highly motivated, they really have a good self-awareness about who they are. They know, you know, what they're good at, what they're not good at, you know, what their weaknesses are and, and what, you know, what they can and cannot do. And it's taken a lifetime for me to kind of not under, not necessarily a, understand what I'm weak at, but to release it. Uh, because before, when I saw things I thought I was weak at, I thought it was my job to kind of delve into that. And I think at some point in time, when I was running a company, I was trying to delve into some of the things I thought I was weak at. I wasn't doing a good job at that. And then the things that I was strong at were being, were not doing, you know, it was not doing this. So this is powerful as a teacher being understanding, as a youth minister, as someone who's working with them as a coach, just just to understand that. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and we spent, you know, Don Clifton says like, we spent so much time trying to correct of what we can't do. Mm-hmm. We spent all of our energy trying to be something that, you know, we can be. And so I, I do want to say there are a lot of assessments out there that will um, assess personality versus talent. And we'll say, well, this is the job you should have. Right. So we, we do that. And, and our students um, and our youth uh, receive those assessments. But Clifton Stenks really says it's not if you can do something, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So for example, analytical is in my bottom five. So the numbers, the spreadsheets, all of that stuff, <laughs> I have an assistant who does that. And so, right, I had to give that away. But have I had to do it in my lifetime? Absolutely. I've owned two businesses now. And so it's not an excuse not to do something. But what can I use that I have instead to get it done? So my strategic being my number two allows me to create a plan A, B, and C. So it's not that if you can do something, it's how you do it, how you show up in the world. We all get there somehow, don't you think? Especially at our age, like, how did I get here? And we look back and we're like, oh, okay, right? Whether it's people we've been in a relationship with who've impacted, you know, our lives, who've been a blessing, or it's things that we've learned along the way and things like you said that we've learned to let go. And so I think as people who are working with your youth, it's really important to recognize what is great in people. So my daughter um, had dyslexia or has dyslexia. So she has a learning difference. And, you know, of course she had to learn how to read, but sitting down with a pen and a paper and doing that work was really hard for her. Put her in an art class, you know, put her in something where she can use her hands, put her on the soccer field and she shined. So because a child is struggling with one thing or another, and it's the same with languages, you know, those things are not a measure of intelligence. We have certain talents and gifts and strengths that show off our intelligence and it may look different than it does for somebody else. So just being able to recognize as you're mentoring the youth, being able to really look for signs of greatness, speaking life into them. It doesn't mean that they have an excuse not to do their schoolwork or certain things, but really speaking life into them. Because I think that even as a teacher, I did this, I, you know, I'm guilty. I felt as a parent, as a teacher, it was my job to teach my kids and my students all the things that they're doing wrong. Like, oh, they can't do this? Well, they have to get great at this, right? And so I was focusing on what they couldn't do instead of focusing on what they can do and helping them manage what was harder and teaching them and looking at what they can do. So for with my daughter, for example, I, I had the privilege of homeschooling her for a year, getting her ready for high school. And when we would use objects and pictures she would outperform her her brother who was in the gifted program. So, you know, it was like, so we all have um, a way of getting to where we need to be. And I think speaking life into people and recognizing their gifts and talents is a way that we can best support them. So it's been seven years since you and I took these tests. Yeah. Would, if we took it now, would we, would could the possibility of the five be different? That's Are we going to have question. six through 10 that might flip up or how's question, it work? James. So Gallup says your report and your talents and your DNA, it's your natural recurring pattern of things that you do doesn't change. So I now, I've worked with teams of, gosh, the largest team I worked with to do a team DNA and strengths analysis was 125 people. 
So, and I've worked with, so I'm trying to think of how many individuals I have. And I've had people who've said, I took this in 2008. Should I take it again? I'm like, take it again. Let's see what happens. And their top five didn't change. And if it changed, it usually just moved spaces, but the talent was in their top 10. It's really been fascinating and interesting because we are who we are. You know, we we are who we are and nature and nurture and our experiences absolutely shift. And so that's why I like, you know, I love all the assessments, but really diving into the individual talents has a little, you know, brings a different flavor and a different skill and a different way that we can communicate. And so, you know, you talked about this can help the people mentoring the youth, but I also want to speak to the youth here as well mm-hmm. as you know, when you um, when you become comfortable in your own skin, assessments like this can give you the words to explain to your parent, to your coach. You know, it's a great communication, conversation, collaboration tool. So I can tell my kids that they're amazing and geniuses all day long, <laughs> and I believe they are. But when they receive their assessments, and my whole family speaks this language now, obviously, it's elevated my marriage. Our communication has really just been elevated through having the words to describe how we naturally show up. So when my kids saw, wow, you know, I have this, I have this, this is so true for me. So of course, it tested mm-hmm. with them too. They were able to have words now that they use on resumes with their employers, with their coworkers to say, here's how I show up. This is what's important to me. So it's more than an assessment. It kind of extracts these values we all have that we think, I think we need to share with people and we need to be open to hear about theirs. I'm hearing also one of the benefits as well, and you've said this, but is as they begin to understand themselves better, it's going to create a a more of a a positive belief in their self, which can elevate that negative self-image that, is so prevalent among you today. So if they're feeling bad about themselves and now all of a sudden they're saying, okay, you know, I, I, my belief is one of my things and reading through it say, Hey, I have this stuff. They're written the the assessment is written in such a way that they can't but help, but to feel better when they're, when they're reading it, they're like, wow, I, I do have worth. I do have value, Yes, which is something that most of culture and society is, is telling them the opposite. You don't have worth. You don't have value. You're not measuring up to these people you see on this pop, uh, platform or this social media channel. Or, you know, you don't have the that. exposure out there. And so this is so my biggest passion and drive behind the mission and the work that I do that I've discovered for myself. And I am still guilty um, of this. Most of us, and I don't know where you fall in this category, James, but most of us spend our lifetime trying to blend in. Yeah. We want to be as as great as everyone else. Or, you know, if we're doing a certain thing, you know, probably, you know, even for when you started podcasting, you're looking at other podcasters. When I started speaking, when I started training, I'm looking at others. Most of us spend a lifetime of trying to blend in when all along we were created to stand out. We were not meant to be like everyone else. We were created with unique gifts and talents, just like our fingerprints. Forensic scientists say there are no two that are alike. 
we are not to be, and, and the, the test, they say it's one in 33 billion that somebody has their top five in the same order as you. So the assessment is very, very unique. I had somebody in my certification class, we shared the same top three in our top five, and it was it showed up completely different because of the order. So it really is unique when I say I read this report and was blown away. Um, you know, some people, again, some people take it, okay, great, check, we move on in our coaching and, and our development. Some people really go, wow, this is true. I want to work on this. I want to understand more about this. So again, it's part of us, but I think it can definitely give um, your audience a tool. And even mm -hmm. if, even if, you know, it's not, I don't get anything from promoting Clifton Strengths. So <laughs> you can take the assessment on your own, but reach out and talk to me because I'm a nerd about this. I love talking about it if you do take it. However, even if you are not taking the assessment, just shifting that focus from what is wrong to what is strong within yourself and others is a huge shift. When we're looking for what's right, when we're looking for gifts and talents within ourselves and others, there's a natural elevation and confidence that happens. And we no longer feel like we have to be like everyone else. And so again, it's like coming home into your own skin, knowing who you are and who you're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can go to gallup.com. You can take the full 34 report. You can also, there's a student report that gives you the top five. So, um, and I sent, I believe I sent you the student link. So you can put that in the, the notes, um, they can reach me on my website. I do complimentary, um, you know, um, appointments, 15, 30 minutes, whatever you want to do to talk about your report, to see how you can use it with your teams or your organization. I do suggest that you have, whether you have me come in for 30 minutes, an hour, you know, to do a half day, full day workshop, whatever it is. And, and even if it's not me, I do suggest whatever assessment you use that you have a professional or an expert come in. Because what I have seen is that most organizations give assessments and they, you know, to check a box. Mm -hmm. And then people in the organization or on the team or your youth, whatever it is, start labeling each other because they are not speaking that language yet. They don't know what DISC means, what Myers-Briggs, what Gallup strengths. And so those talents that are defined as a language of its own, you really have to look at the definition. And you really have to understand how to use it. So there's plenty on the website. You can do it on your own. But I'd love to have the conversation. I love igniting superpowers in others and speaking about strengths and the job and the work that I do with John Gordon because it really is about shifting your mindset. Whether it's through assessment, whether it's through self-awareness, whether it's through um, collaboration with people like you, James, we are all better together and we do have to elevate our mindset set and we have to look for it. It doesn't happen naturally. We don't wake up, you know, with all of these tools in our toolbox. We have to look for them and we have to see which ones are right for us. And uh, would you repeat your website out? I know that those who are viewing can see it on the screen, but those who are listening might. Oh, absolutely. I want to hear it as well. Um, PetraKrebs.com. That's P-E-T-R-A. 
K-R-E-B-B-S.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on all the things. I'm on LinkedIn, not on Twitter or X or whatever it is now. <laughs> Whatever's going down here. Um, so not on every platform. I, you know, we can't keep up nowadays, can we, James? But I am on a few few things. Um, so I would love to meet you and you and um, and your audience and just continue the conversation. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being our guest today. I, I just really appreciate this. There's, it's gotten me excited again to go back through this. I did not do the entire list probably, you know, this, uh, seven years ago because, oh, I just want to get my five and move on so I know what to do. But I do need to have it have it re-looked at. And, and it's actually kind of ignited in me a, a, a desire to have the my household take it because I, I know the three children have not think my wife might have she has the same background and experience as far as direct sales and coming from the classroom i was a teacher as well as you do so she's going to be excited to hear this uh and and uh and check out so you'll you'll your analytics on your website will go up because she'll be going to <laughs> that's wonderful well you know it's so funny because i wish i'd known these things back then i wish i'd known I wish I would have been more self-aware back in the day, even as a youth. I was, you know, like I said, uh, coming from a different country, speaking a different language, all I wanted to do was blend in. And so I spent a lifetime of my youth wanting to blend in. And then I spent a lifetime even as an adult doing something new, going out and owning my own direct sales business, trying to blend in. And um, when all along, you know, we were meant to stand out. When people would say things that were standing out, I was like, oh, is that wrong? I wasn't sure. So confidence, self-awareness, all those things, it's a continuous thing that we struggle with. And um, so I just want your your viewers and, and even your youth to know they're not alone. Um, and we do need to do the work, you know, to, to get there. So I'm, I'm really excited that you'll bring this to your family and, and to people you know. What's really funny is I have some besties who said, can I even be your friend anymore? I haven't taken this assessment. <laughs> because when some of us get around, we're like, ooh, that's your includer or that's your activator trying to you know, get us going. And so it's a language you start speaking as a family. We all speak it in my family and it just allows us to really love and appreciate each other on a whole different level. So I hope that happens for your family too. And I can't wait to hear about it. I feel like we need to have a part two of this once you unlock your report and get everybody on board and just see how their confidence and self-awareness and all of those things that you're teaching others, James, so well. I want to see if it's it's made a shift in their lives. Well, it'll, it'll affect differently because I got a 23-year-old who's in the classroom now. She's a teacher, oh. a high school teacher. And I had a 20-year-old who's still in college and then a 13-year-old. So it'll hit differently. It'll fall differently on all three of yes. them. And th that, that would be... Uh, when you were talking about making the teams and team teammates and stuff like that, I was thinking where the 13 year old, where she is in her life right now. And you said something about my best friend, bestie, not talking to me. I'm like, well, that, that's a 13 year old girl. That happens about every other day uh, <laughs> It does for middle school girls. Uh, and, well, and it's so interesting because I started out doing this work for organizations and really going into to team dynamics and, with John, John's work and this um, in my tool belt, but I would share personal experiences and I would have CSF, CEOs saying, well, can you work with my family or 
could you do this for me and my spouse? I'm like, I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm like, well, you do teamwork. So we're a team. And so I've really been doing this. Um, I coach people who are in their teens, you know, all the way um, to the mature age. And so it, it's been fun to see how it really does take a hold of uh, all generations and, and all types of uh, teams. So not just for I teach a parenting class at our church and I can't help but to think how this could help them in some ways as well. Oh, absolutely, James. I would love to continue the conversation. So, Well, thank you again for being our guest. I just really am excited and and appreciate this. And I look forward to our continued conversation uh, that that we're going to have in the future. And so thank you again for being a part of our show. Thank you so much for inviting me on, James. I can't wait. And hopefully we'll meet in person one day. Yes, yes. Well, we'll see each other on other things. So just thank you for having me on. Thank you, viewers, for listening. And uh, we'll, and yeah. I was just going to tell our viewers, that, listen, if you've stuck with us this long, you've been with us over 40 minutes, you found great value in what you're listening. So we want you to share this with someone that you know could benefit from this. Like about this, comment about this, share this podcast with others. All the uh, links to, to how to get in touch with, with our guests and, and the assessments that, that she spoke about will be in the show notes. So if you're watching, look down. If you're listening, just go to your app and you'll see all those things there. So thank you again, Petra, for being a part of our show. And, and thank you, audience, for being our guest today. And we'll see everybody really again soon on the Generation Youth Podcast. Thank you so much. Bye. And there you have it. Another impactful episode of the Generation Youth Podcast. To all of our listeners out there, remember to hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast platform so you can never miss an episode. Want to be a part of the Generation Youth community? Follow us on all of our social media platforms. We'll keep you connected with all of our upcoming episodes and inspiring initiatives. You're not just a listener here. You're a catalyst for change. Together, we're building a future filled with promise, potential, and endless possibilities. This journey is just starting, so keep tuning in, keep growing, and let's continue uplifting our youth one episode at a time. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, let's keep sparking inspiration and igniting the future.